If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter 3. We're going to talk about a few things before we uh, come to the table. I want to talk with you and get you to reflect on some things in our lives. Um, you know... When we come to the table, we're coming to the Lord's table and we're going to meet with him and partake in these elements which which represent his body and his blood. And to be honest with you, I, th I think I find this to be true in most cultures. Um, the most intimate thing that you can do with the person, with people, is eat together. Do you, do you know what I mean? That's why, you ever notice reunions are always food at reunions? Have you noticed that? Why? Because food is something to gather together about. And a lot of times, if you notice, a lot of church functions, there's, there's always food, right? You know what I'm saying? And the reason why is food is usually an opportunity to have intimacy together, to be together in that relationship. And I think it's interesting that the Lord's table, what we remember, what Jesus has done for us, is centered upon food. And the elements represent something. So I want, to, I want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to think about getting together and having food with one another. Now, have you noticed sometimes that when we get together, whether it's as a family or get together as a clan or whatever, that sometimes you can bring something into the meal and the meal is no longer warm, although it may be piping hot on the table, but that the atmosphere, though, at the table is just ice. Because somebody maybe did something. And so the fellowship at the table is not the same anymore. Have you ever been, ever been in a... A situation like that, I can remember growing up, there being times when there was a kerfuffle in the house, and when we had a meal, it was just quiet. Have you ever, ever had that experience? Maybe your home was always loud. Uh, I can remember when nobody talked because you were afraid to talk. Did you know what I'm saying? Because the hammer was going to drop. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times that's what we find even when we come to the table. It's not that God has done anything wrong. It's that we've done something wrong. And we're just going through the motions. Because you ever, you ever, I remember when I used to get in trouble with my parents, those meals that we would have together, I would just be like, let me eat and get away from the table. You know what I'm saying? Because it is an intimate time at the table, right? It's the same thing with the Lord's table. So I want to share with you the heart of God today. From a letter, a letter he personally sent to a church 2,000 years ago in Laodicea. And I want you to reflect upon these words and listen to what he says and listen to his invitation. Okay? Listen with me. Here's what he says. Verse 15. 
I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you were lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that you may be rich in your white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Anoint your eyes with salve that you may see. For as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Jesus is saying something pretty interesting here. Verse 20, we often use it with reference to the lost, people who need to know Jesus. But verse 20 is actually a verse to believers. He's saying, I'm on the door, I'm knocking, I want to come in and I want to meet with you. I want to dine with you. But there's a problem. You've got to work out first. It's the same thing when we come to the table. We're going to meet. This is a spiritual moment. There's nothing. I mean, the, we, some groups would say, oh, the bread becomes the body. The blood becomes, or the wine becomes the blood. That, this is just a symbol. But what's spiritual is, is that you're meeting with Jesus when you do this. And it's a time of reflection. And the intimacy of the moment is determined not by Jesus. It's determined by you. It's determined by the condition of your heart and what you're holding on to. And he's saying some things here, and I'm just going to go through them with you. He's saying some things here for you to reflect upon as far as where you're at and where I'm at. Okay? Let's go back. If you go back... If you look at your Bibles there, he says, verse 15, first of all, I know your works. That's in every one of the letters. I just want you to be aware, God is personally acquainted with you. Everything about you, he knows. There is nothing hidden from him. That thing that nobody else knows about that happened this week, he knows. He knows everything about you and I. Period. Everybody got that? So here's what he's saying. He says to this church, he could be saying that to you and I here today. He says, I know that you're neither hot nor cold. Now some people would like to say, well, cold means you're, you're just kind of in between. No, no, cold means you're either refreshing like cold, cold water or soothing like hot water. The point is, you're useless. The condition you're in, spiritually, you're useless. That's his point here. I want you to be one or the other. I want you to be of use. But you're useless. Maybe that's you here today. He goes on and he says, listen to this. Someone would say, well, that's not me, George. Listen to what he says. 
he says, because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. That's definitely not me, George. I understand that, but that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about self-sufficiency. The question of whether or not you really need God in your life. And let's be honest, you and I can get to the point where we say to ourselves, I can handle that. I got the brain power. I got the will. I can deal with this. Have we realized yet we can't? But this reality is, listen to me, he's saying to them, it's not just that they're useless, they're self-sufficient, they don't need God. But in reality, here's what he says. If you go a little bit further, he says, you say this, but you don't know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You don't truly understand your true condition. That you're spiritually bankrupt. Then he goes on and says, look, I counsel you. Come to me. And I'll help you. I'll give you eyes for you. I'll give you salve for your eyes so you can get over your blindness. I'll clothe you with clothes that really mean something. Righteousness. Then he issues that invitation. I'm knocking on the door. I want to be intimate with you. Will you let me in? Will you dine with me? You say, okay, George, what has that got to do right now with the table? Folks, it's got everything to do with the table. Because in a moment here, this will either be a mindless ritual that we do once a quarter or this will be your opportunity to meet with Jesus. Now what will determine whether it's a mindless ritual or whether it is an opportunity to meet with Jesus isn't me. It's you. And whether or not you're going to be real with him and tell him, yeah, Lord, I am poor, naked, and wretched. I am blind. I am useless in the condition I am. And I need you to forgive me, to cleanse me, and to strengthen me. Because I'm a sinner. And what I'm about to partake in reminds me of what you did for me. To give me a new chance, a new hope, and a new outlook on life. See, it's up to you whether it's a meaningful time with him or whether there's just ice at the table. Do you know what I'm saying? It's up to you. It's up to me. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Because this is not just something we do once a quarter. This is a meaningful time as a church. This is a spiritual time. 
But the question is, how will you approach it? So let's look at the Lord in prayer.